Book, 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 book. You know what I want? Go to birdbirdbird.com and get my tour dates. Today's guest. Go to his Kickstarter. He's starting a brand new podcast called The Bingle Bus. He's getting rid of talking shit. It's my friend, and this is our candid car ride to San Diego for a Death Squad show. Eddie Ift. This is the You can always bump it up and post, right? Yeah. Who does all your shit for you? I do. Really? Yeah. You know how to do that stuff? No, I just, I, I already gave me this one program that works, this, uh, like, Levelator. So I use Levelator, but I post it all, I put it all up, I do it. Wait, who does yours? Uh, Machete. I gotta pay him $65 a oh, week. Oh, is that the... 125 I Mexican dude? Yeah, I pay him 125 a week. Really? Yeah. I want to, I want to, I was thinking about getting my cousin to do it. Yeah. I just did a solo podcast. By yourself. Yep. Like Bill Burr, I couldn't do that. I did it, and it was so colossally bad. That <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how those guys do that. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how they do it. I, I literally was Marin and and Burr. It, it's just. I think. Why? Well, I mean, it's like I guess you start. Bill was saying that. Are we doing was, the show right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is fucking fascinating. Do you everybody. introduce your show? No. No. You don't. You just go. No, I do like a bumper at the beginning. They've already heard it. I oh. said so today's guest from the new Bingle Bus yeah. podcast. When does that start? Well, we're trying. I still need. A, I'm only a third of the way there on the Kickstarter. Kickstarter is such a pain in the fucking ass. Have you done it? Yeah, it's horrendous. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And then, and then you get to a point where you know you're like editing a movie. It's not worth it. No, I'm a third of the way there. I wish I had just given. I wish I had known that I would have 35 grand later, and then I would have just given it to these guys and then made it all my own time. But you got to. You have a deadline. You got to. I did. I did uh, 10 days. Uh, or we've done the Kickstarter 10 days. We raised like 17 grand. Really? And I need to get 50 in 20 more days. So I need uh, like 23 more. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's stressful as fuck. Sweet. What are you going to do with the inside of the bus? Uh, so we're going to... What kind of bus? A short school bus. Okay. Then we're going to probably get like a handicapped one, which makes it even funnier. And then we're going to, uh, you know, strip it out, put like hardwood floor. It'll look like your man cave inside. <laughs> I love that you go, and I kept one point make it even funnier. <laughs> that, that payoff for the first time, you lower the door, the fucking thing for the person, and then you're like, well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just going to be so many options. I got bored with my podcast, and I also hate getting guests. Nobody wants to come over to your house, especially because I live in Venice. So they your house is a pain in the ass to go to, but your house is fun to go to. Yeah, it is fun. I gotta be honest with you, your podcast with Gene Pomper are some of my favorite. People told me, Ian Bag told me, he goes, I quit my podcast because I did yours. He's like, yours was so much fun. He goes, there were girls on webcams oh. squirting. There was it was really fun. It was really fun. It was it was really fun with Jim. Jim I think Jim I mean I understand that Jim got busy, but there's a guy hanging. Oh, he's on. in a he's in an ultralight. Yeah, above us. Yeah, right, that's creepy. That's funny. Why would he do it this? What do you want yeah. to see, look at the 405 for? Um, 
It was fun when Jim did it. It was fun when Jim did it. I think he should have kept doing it. Uh, we just butted heads way too much. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I thought he just got married or something. And... Jim is the perfect person to do a podcast alone. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's that's breathed life into my podcast for me. Because I, I like hanging out with people. And I like, for me, like hanging out with people makes it fun. Yeah. Because I wouldn't normally get to hang out with people. That's how I feel. Um, but doing them alone really like got me creatively inspired because doing the one I did because it's like it's like the weirder I got I think the more people liked it probably like I sang a pirate song probably and you wouldn't feel as weirdly as self-conscious because you wouldn't have a comic around I was very self-conscious doing it uh, releasing it and I was like I literally was like I'm gonna pull it down and Tom Skrull was like no 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 please keep it up long enough for me to listen to it (laughs) And then I think he listened and was like, Leanne, I told, I said, the real reason I posted this is I said on Rogan's, I was like, I was like, yeah, I did, I've done one solo podcast, but I was listening to it and Leanne came in listening and I was listening to it. I was in the man cave and I was on the treadmill and she goes, she hears it and she would never think I'd be listening to my own podcast. Right. She's like, what is this horse shit? And I was like, it's me. She's like, on whose podcast? I go on mine. She goes, who are you talking to? I go, nobody. And she goes, oh my God, honey, don't ever release it. <laughs> and so I released it. I was like, fuck her. Well, I I couldn't do it. I've, re- But I also, if I did do it, I'd be like, yeah, put it out. I've released so much shit that I, that I have this problem where I don't think anything I do is good. No, it's called, it's called being uh, critical of your own work. I think there are not enough people doing it. Yeah. There are so, a lot of people that think they're fucking the cat's pajamas. And you watch them and you're like... You know, you're not that good on stage. Like, yeah. what? Like, oh, oh, I'm dealing with that with something else right now. Yeah. I'm working with these guys on a project, or not a project, but another show, and they are new to the business, the entertainment business, and they think everything they do is wonderful. Yep. And I'm like, guys, it's, it's, you don't understand. I'm There's so fucking critical. So, wait, tell me more about the Bingo Bus. So, the Bingo so Bus. I really like this idea. So, I would say to you, hey, Bert, can you do the show? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm like, I'll come over, I'll park it in your driveway, and you're going to come That's out and so do the show. So fucking great. And then no one can say no. Right. Because I'll come over at any time, whenever you need. But we're also like, we'd be going to Comic Con in it right now. Yeah. And we'd have a bunch of us, and we'd be drinking, and we'd be talking, and That's having a good so time. That's so fucking great. You can take it on tour. Yeah, I'm going to take it everywhere. I'll take it to comedy clubs. I'm going to take it to Comic-Con. I'll take it to the Montreal Comedy Festival. I'll take it to, to everywhere. But also, Saturday night at the Improv. Park it right out front. Who's on the show? Oh, there Thursday night. There's four comics on the show. Hey, everybody, one at a time, come out, do an interview. That's really great. But I'm making it more of... It's not going to be a podcast as much as, like, YouTube clips... Because there's going to be video in there, and it's going to be a lot of filming. And you're, gonna, you're going to wire it. It's all. That's where all the money's going. It's like people don't. Know, people have gone. Oh my god! What do you need fifty grand for? Just get a fucking RV. And I'm like, do you understand? The air conditioning has to be phenomenal. It's got to be phenomenal, and it's got to be kind of quiet. Oh, the sound. Like we've got to insulate the whole thing. We have to. Uh, we've got to have all the sound equipment and everything. Look at this. Look at this fucking guy on this. This chick on the back of this motorcycle, they're going like 80 miles an hour. That is youth right there. Yeah. That, if I were her father, I would fucking rip her off that motorcycle. What are you talking about? You just told me you want to buy a motorcycle. Yeah, but not to put young chicks on. To put my, yeah, I want one. I want to drive it. I'd never be holding on to the back. Um, so wait, so are you going to put, are you going to video? And then are you going to do like a... It's going to be like a lot of segments. And... 
a lot of uh, actually like podcasting. I feel like has gotten lazy, where it's just you know us talking. But that's yeah. interesting. But it's also going to be. It would have been more interesting if people could have heard the first thirty minutes of our conversation. <laughs> uh, people would lose their exists. fucking mind if they listen to that. Imagine if we really. That's what podcasting was originally. Well, that's what talking shit was, and yeah. we talked shit on people, and then really? it, yeah, and then I probably pissed off half of Hollywood, so I had to stop. I used to talk so much shit about people. Yeah, I've kind of stopped. And you know what happened? My wife getting married and everything calmed me down a little bit. I guess yeah. it made me not so angry. I think I went through a real bitter period because my career just fucking took a dive. And so I was probably mad at myself and I took it out on other people that were being successful and going, oh, this guy's fuck. You know, it's, you don't understand it, but at the time it seems like, oh, fuck him. He's shitty act and everything. And blah. But at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to be significant. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's trying for the same exact thing. I, I look at, I feel like I did, I feel like I, this is an interesting, I feel like I'm in an interesting place in my career because I feel like I've non-threaten, non-threateningly plateaued so that like no one looks at me as like, like a threat and I'm a nice guy and I drink a lot so people are like, oh, it's fun to be around and they're like, hey, he's on Travel Channel, let him do his thing, you know, I, like. I always feel like you've been underrated. And, thank you. And I always feel like, you know, it's, it, it's like you've done it, you've done really well, like people don't understand that this business is the fucking hardest business in the entire world and it's, you, you've you made it to the point .01% already but in our minds we always think why aren't I selling out movie theaters oh yeah like I always why compare myself to like Kevin Hart like yeah what am I, what am I gonna do what am I gonna do uh, theaters right theaters uh, why do I theaters. need to, why do I even need to do theaters I'm, I, I'm not even like a theater act right and then but like I look at you and go why didn't Bird ever get his movie break? Why wasn't he ever? I don't think I really. You know, I never really focused on movies because I don't. I don't. I don't really enjoy single camera acting. Like I don't like movie acting. I. I got to be honest with you. My goal, and I, I say that I always say it out loud. I really want to do a four camera sitcom. Really? Yeah, really badly. Like that's my goal. I never wasn't my goal to write a book. Wasn't my goal. Like I mean, I. My goal is to make a living. But like I. I really always wanted to do a four camera sitcom. Just because I really like that uh, that medium is a lot it. of fun. I hate it. Oh, I love it. That and I want to work with the it. same people for five years. I want to work with people for the rest of my life. It's the same group? Like, I, yeah, because I like having history with people. Like, it's, well, it's, it's, it's nice it's, that it, I can it, go it to your is. house, and I don't feel like I don't feel like I have to be anything other than me when I go in. And your whole wife's whole family there. But I like that because I've known you for so long that I go, this is comfortable. You know, if, if I'm around them that they're crazy yeah well yeah it's like if they put up with me it's it's a good I don't know I like having I, history with I you know when I was younger I always wanted to meet new people all the time as I get older it's just like I always wanted to have sex with different girls but then eventually I meet one that I'm like this is the one I want to stay with because yeah. I don't want to take any more chances because I had so many bad experiences that I'm like oh fuck that I don't want that again yeah now it's the same with friends. It's like you've had so many bad friends. Once you find a good group of them, you're like, oh, that's uh, might take chances. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm locked in with. But I do like meeting new people. Oh, but, you, uh, you have you have a you're embarking on a whole new journey of meeting new people. Like once you have a baby, then you have all like all the kids that are your age. Like you'll be friends with those parents. Then you go to like 
preschool and you'll be friends with all those parents. No, then you, no. your kids go to like a like a like an elementary school. You'll be friends with all those parents, dude. It all you do is make friends and get rid of old ones. That's <laughs> all I fucking do these days. I have like I have like probably I'll say like twenty maybe twenty friends in comedy that are like guys that I you know would hang out with and stuff. Not not even hang out with, but like hang out with at a club or you know that I could talk to. You have like just equal that in this floating group of parents that are all like, oh god, I don't know if I like that. I mean, I'm. I'm it'll be fun. It'll be fun because you get to like you get to. Oh, the best is like like one parent will be like an alcoholic or like a fuck up, and then you and your wife will get to judge that guy. That's, that's my so friend, much fun. That's my friend Brian McCarthy, who's on my podcast a lot, who does a show. He's that guy. Really? I think I've told the story on our podcast. He well, he's sober now, but he. He had He's the guy that Talked about on our podcast How he had sex With a post-op transsexual And He went to jail For smuggling weed In a boombox From Jamaica He's got the greatest Stories ever He's the funniest guy In the world Brian McCarthy Yeah And Brian Went to They have this Like one night a month Or something Dinner party And it's hosted At different people's houses And Brian told me He blacked out (laughs) Really Before He made dinner one night and they got a letter from the school saying they weren't al- they were allowed to attend the dinners, but oh fuck! But they couldn't hold them because Brian was making sexual comments. Oh! <laughs> and it, I read the letter; it's hysterical, hysterical. And I've got I've gotten I've gotten pretty fucked up at and, okay. and said inappropriate shit at school function dinners. Uh, it, but but yeah, that, you're, you're you're about to have a fucking blast, dude. Having a kid's the best. Uh, it's it's like it's like being young all over again. You have to be young because you're going through all these brand new first time things. Yeah, I do bits about that uh, because that's why I think you want to. People get so mad at me. I I do a joke on stage where I say I'm having kids because I'm bored, and uh, I've had women yell out, "That's a wrong reason to have a kid." And it's funny because I bait them in because then I go, "Tell me what your amazing reason." have a child was. I Are had you kids because so- I couldn't hit my wife anymore. <laughs> I needed something new to hit. It's like, but they're like, I'm like, are you so amazing that the world needed a mini-me of you? Yeah. And because the truth is, that's why you do have them. It's a selfish reason. Oh, yeah. And, uh, look, I... So many people have them without even fucking thinking about it. They I'm, just go... I was surfing one day, and I saw a guy surfing with his two kids, and I and he looked... It, I was serving with my buddies, and all I was thinking is, I wish I was that guy. I yeah. wish I had those two little kids with me. And I that was the day that kind of finalized it. I was like, that's where I want to be in my life right now. Yep. It's, uh, it's uh, doing something with your kids is so fucking fun. Because you get to see them experience things. Like, yeah. Like, just giving the girls chocolate for the first time. I remember that distinctly. And then they, like, put it in their mouth, and they're like, oh, oh, oh I fucking dig this. <laughs> I loved, I, like, I was, I did, uh, I took, like, I'm, I'm kind of trying to hold on to it because Georgia's getting older, so I'm, like, trying to, to, like, grasp on to, like, the last bits of little girlness before she, like, starts, like, she wants a, how so old is she? She's 10. Oh, boy. She wants a computer, and I said, I was Why like. Why does she, what, you probably got them laying all over your house, like, your own or an iPad or something. No. Every time I got rid of a computer, it's because it's broken. <laughs> and I'm not giving her an old one that I had. I gave her one old computer that, that she could mess around with. 
and there was a porn oh, stuck geez. in there. Oh. And she was like, what's the video? And I was like, uh-oh. How do, you, how do you keep her from finding your stuff online? They saw, um, oh, dude, you want to hear something horrible? So I, we went to the beach and I wanted them to find seashells and there were no seashells. So I bought some seashells at the drugstore, like really nice, really, really like high-end, polished, some semi-painted, yeah. glossy seashells, and I buried them. Now, of course, because I'm a comic, I videotaped me saying I was doing this, and then videotaped them finding it, and they fucking loved it. Georgia got a little suspicious at the end. She was like, hey, how come all our seashells are identical? <laughs> but she goes to a slumber party, and one of her friends is like... Hey, did you find a lot of seashells? Oh. And George is like, yeah, we did. She was like, yeah, your dad hid them. She's like, what? And they played the video clip for her at a slumber party. I felt like such a shitty dad. So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Where the fuck are we? Are we past Irvine? Yeah. Really? I think so. Um, John John Wayne. Uh, Because my nephew said to me the other day, I was telling him not to, uh, that he couldn't. He was bullying some kid, and I was telling him how mean that was. How he's gonna hurt the, you know, like yeah. that kid could be his friend someday, and he'd feel bad. And he, I was like lecturing. I'm like, you gotta stop doing that. And he's like, you have to stop saying S H I T all the time. And I go, when do you ever hear me say that? Because I don't swear on it. And yeah. he goes, YouTube. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh no. Like, Her friends I'm, follow me on Instagram. Ah, uh, yeah. And I say horrendous things on stage, horrendous. And now. I'm just, you know, now that I got a baby on the way, it's all I'm thinking about is, oh my God, there's a contest where Jim and I jerk off together to see who can jerk off faster. Again. Oh, that'll be all fucking offline by the time. <laughs> yeah, kid. How do I destroy half of the stuff I've done in life? Luckily, I don't know. I wish I knew. I uh, I took a lot of stuff oh, down. My God. I was like, my lights aren't on. Yeah, I was wondering. I saw I saw the inside lights in the car okay. turn on. We just drove 100 miles without lights. How far are we from San Diego? Now we're about an hour from San Diego. It's not bad. Um, are you driving back to LA tonight? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. My digital footprint. I gotta clean it up if Georgia plans on. They're gonna find out. I know. It's terrible. I think I just need to sit them down and say, "Your daddy's crazy." <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should. I, I feel like I. My kids are gonna fucking. It's like, I just, I, my kids would be fine if they, because they don't want to watch it. It's their friends watch it. Yeah. And then their friends make comments about it. And then my kids are forced kind of to defend me. Right. And then. And it's just going to get worse. And you could also have parents of the kids that try to use it against you with their kids. So, oh, God, yeah. Because kids have the attitude of their parents. And if their parents are going, oh, well, that Bert Kreischer, he does da 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 Then the kids are going to have it and they're going to be able to impress that upon your kids. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's all part of growing up. You know the name of the club we're working at tonight? Uh, yeah. American Comedy Club. Yeah. I think it's American. You know where it is? It's, uh, yeah, it's in San Diego. Oh, good, good. My sister's hotel should be like two blocks from it. As, uh, Kenny Hotz, my favorite line from Kenny Hotz, it's, uh, it's on the corner of Google and Search. <laughs> it was Kenny Hotz. From Kenny versus Benny. Oh, Yeah. I have him on the podcast a few times. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He He's from Canada, right? Yeah. That show was so fucking... People don't understand how good that show is. That, all I remember is hearing that they were seeing who could gain the most weight. Yeah. And they were eating literally butter and, and on larks. Did you, like, s- did you see the one who could eat more meat? 
No. Kenny drank a milk meat shake and then was throwing up every... It was the funny... I was... My mom and I were watching it Why didn't that show go? It did. It went for like hundreds of episodes. Oh, really? Hundreds. It just didn't... Like, Matt and Trey from South Park produced it. And it just didn't get the push on Comedy Central that it deserved. And, you know, we all know this. I mean, Comedy Central hates to admit it, but their audience is little kids. Yeah. And those guys were a little bit out of the demographic. Just a little bit. Yeah, they were a little older. And they just weren't the Comedy Central demographic. And uh, just a genius show, though. Genius. Yeah, that was a good show. Kenny's one of the funniest people I know. If I get an email from him, which I get about six a week, I know it's going to be the funniest thing I've seen all day. Like, it's always a clip or something or anything. And uh, he just makes me laugh so hard. What's up? Are you going over to England at all? No, I got sick of England. I just got sick of the rain. The yeah, the one time I was there to do stand-up, it rained. I had to go in with wet hair. I was like, that's not my strong suit. If it were up to me, I would only, only do stand-up where there's surf. Really? Yeah, I would go do every comedy club in, in every town where there's a surf break. And that's it. I mean, that would make me the happiest guy in the world. When did you start surfing? Just about six years ago. But I, like, fell in love with it. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's great. I suck at it now. It's hard to be good at it, especially starting old. I was, I like I, I was good. I was a, oh I wasn't good, but I was okay when I was a kid. I can't fucking get up to save my life anymore. It's like my body just doesn't feel like it did, and I can't move it the way I did, so I can't get up. I can't pop up on a board. Yeah, I can do it all, and I I, I surf every day, but it's I'm not good, and it hurts to not be good and to yeah. not progress. Like I don't feel like I'm getting much better, and I but I'm obsessed with it. So I'm, have you surfed in Hawaii yet? Yeah. So all my friends that are good, I'm like, I'm friends with, like, pros. And I just watch them, and I'm like, ah, why didn't I start this when I was four? Because you were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> why did I live in Pittsburgh? Why did my why were my parents cruel? That'll be fun to have kids and take them surfing. Yeah. Well, we're living, I mean, like I said, it's like 10 minutes, our new place from the beach. But, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's my plan. Yeah. I just wish I had, like complete residual income that I never needed to work. Does your chick work? Uh, she does now. She'll probably quit. What's she do? She runs a, like a handbag uh, jewelry line. Like she's a manager of all their shops. And oh. uh, and so she works from home, which is good. Oh, yeah. And it's a really high, high-end uh, line. Like, you know, you want to buy a purse for like six grand. But, um, it's, uh, I don't know how much longer she'll work because of the baby and everything. Her parents still married? Her parents are married. Um, they're crazier than me. What did they think about when they found out she was marrying a comic? They didn't care. They were, they were all into it. They're, really? Her dad's a former NFL football player and her mom's... Oh, a, I knew that. Yeah, her mom's, uh, uh, her mom's a crazy lady herself. So, yeah, her mom's pretty funny. Yeah, her mom's funny. They were drinking white wine. Were they really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I wanted a glass of white wine so bad. I get jealous of, like, certain times in life. Like, and it usually includes, like, drinking. But when someone's done their day, but my day hasn't started, yeah. I get very jealous. Yeah, but our day can start with drinking. I know, but, I like, like today I saw, um, I saw, 
I saw uh, Do the Right Thing, and there's a moment where Radio Rahim goes up to these Puerto Rican guys, and the one Puerto Rican guy's oh, you, he's like, oh, you think you got it like that? And he turns up Fight the Power, and the guy turns up some salsa music, yeah. but the guy had a beer in his hand, and I was like, I want a beer right now. Like, I, I look at that, and I get jealous. It's weird. I think that's the alcoholics in us. Yeah. That I, uh, I see people drinking and partying, and I'm so envious, and then the second I start it, like, I like one. And when I go past one to two, three, four, I'm miserable. I'm like, why did I do that? I got and then the really next day, I'm like, thing. why did I do that? I can't believe I did that. I wish I hadn't done that. And uh, it's, uh, I, I'm not having fun drinking. I haven't had fun drinking in so long. Really? So long where I was like, that was fucking awesome. Well, you went for a long stretch where you didn't drink. Yeah, I always tried periods. It's just, I think my body just can't handle it anymore. It's easy to do if, like, like if I was at home more, I could easily do it. Like, I don't drink at home, but I'm never home. And when you're on the road, it's so fucking hard. I'm too paranoid about my health now. Yeah. And I'm just, every time I start drinking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, liver disease. I'm going to, something's going to happen. I'm going to, because I just... I, I guess I've got like the surfing thing, and I work out a lot. That I I want to be like fresh, and I I want to like be active, and then I start drinking, and it just all goes to shit. And I just want to lie in bed the next day. Oh yeah, I, I'm the I'm the opposite. So like, so like I I didn't drink for like two weeks, and every day it took me so much to get on the treadmill. Like I and, and if I didn't get on the treadmill right away, I just was like battling at it, and I was like nine o'clock at night. I'm like fine. And then, last night I drank. We did that Ice House show with uh, Bill Burr, Rogan, me, Tom Skurr, and Ian Edwards. And I guess the second I get there, Rogan's like, you want to get fucked up? I was like, yeah. I woke up this morning, fucking got out, made like a, one of those uh, bulletproof coffees. Yeah. So like my stomach feels good. Cause it's I can't got- drink. I, I mean, I, I like it, but I, the, I called uh, Tate the first time it happened. I did the bulletproof. Yeah. I put in too much butter and too much oil, and I shit my pants. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that bulletproof coffee. The, the, I put in like two tablespoons of yeah. coconut oil and a teaspoon of butter. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah, I love it. It's a lot of calories. Yeah, but it's good calories. Yeah, it's good calories, and they're good for your, good for your brain. Yeah. But uh, I fucking killed one of those today, like went online and was like responding on emails, had a regular coffee, and then got on the treadmill, ran four miles. Well, you sometimes do a carbo load about if you're drinking beer, yeah. it, it'll carbo load you and you're going to have a lot of energy from all those carbohydrates. Well, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, they moved the improv. What? The Irvine improv's moved. It moved already? Yeah. I'm playing there tomorrow night. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear to God. Wait, is this or is this Irvine right here? No. Yeah. Uh, We've passed it. No, we're around it. We're right around the Irvine Improv. And, uh... Oh, yeah, that's right. I did the last show in it. Oh, really? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I didn't do the last show in it. I did my last show in it. And they were like, you know, next, you know, you, next time you're back, you won't perform in this club. And I was like, fuck, I love that room. That was the prototype for pretty much all the fucking improvs I think aren't we that lucky <laughs> yeah uh, this new one's like 500 seats or something I don't know how they do this oh is it really oh it's huge oh Jesus I'm so scared who are you there with it's me I need a feature and you I don't have a, you're not working with anyone 
um, they're just the late show on Friday, 10 o'clock. Nice. And uh, I hope I sell. I have not done it. It's a, a hard club to fun. sell in. You do Corolla's podcast though, right? Yeah, I didn't do it this week though. Corolla's podcast sells tickets to that thing. Does it? Corolla's is sound. He owns Southern California. He really does. I look at like, like I mean, he does that club once a like once a month. I want to say, and sells it out and does like a live podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like Kevin Smith and uh, Ralph Garman. Kevin Smith's gonna be at this club we're at. Oh yeah, he's con- he's a Comic Con. Oh, so are all the K Rock guys. Everybody's gonna be down here. Um, I don't know any K Rock guys. Yeah, I know. Good. No, I know Mike Cap Catherwood. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, last night. I was driving with my wife, and uh, we're coming home from, we went to the soccer game, the Man United, yeah. LA Galaxy. We're coming home, and I'm listening to Mike on Love Lines. Yeah. And he said something like, Boner Circus. And it just made me laugh so hard, so I texted him, and I went, Boner Circus? Question mark. And my wife didn't hear it. Two seconds later, he goes, Drew, he goes, Eddie, if just texted me, it's a boner circus, question mark. And we hear it on the radio, and it was just one of those moments where it was like, that's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> we were, um, I, the coolest one I, the one of those I have is we were driving from, God, where the fuck were we? I want to say we were either driving through Atlanta or driving through D.C. I think we were driving through D.C., and, uh, and the girl on the, the, it's like Saturday, and the girl doing the radio is, uh, is, she's saying something, I forget what she was saying, and she was looking at my Twitter feed, and I had just posted a picture of me and the girls in D.C., and she said, uh, and I'm listening to it because it's Ellie in the Morning Station, she's like, uh, the machine is in, uh, in, in D.C., he's driving through D.C. right now with his whole family in the car. And I was like, girls, that's me. And then my daughters didn't know who the machine was. They're like, that's Daddy, I don't hilarious. know what you're talking about. So I texted the girl. I tweeted her and I said, can you say my name instead of the machine? Because the girls don't know who the machine is. And she goes, correction, Bert Kreischer's with his family right now. Listen to the show. And the girls were in the back like, oh, my God, Dad, how does she know? And I said, I don't know. I did a, I do a podcast called the Wadcast Podcast about CrossFit. Yeah. And we had on all these Russian Olympic weightlifters. Really? And they're like world class. I mean, they're the best in the world. And we were interviewing them one day with a translator. And I started trying to explain the machine. To oh, them. I've done that. I've tried to explain the story. And I'm, I'm like, you got it's a really funny story. And it's, it's, uh, and I'm not doing it justice. And I can't. And it was so funny. I tried telling Brad Garrett one time. I was working with Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond. And I was telling him about it. I'm like, Brad, you got to go watch this. It's the funniest story. Just watch the animated version. It's the funniest story you'll ever... And I was building it up so big. And then I was trying to explain it. And he's just looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Like, (laughs) like, why do you find this that funny? And I'm like, no, it's just... And then he's robbing his his own classmates. (laughs) And, And Brad's like... Okay, and this it guy just, sounds like a dick. I can't, I can't do your story. Yeah, and I'm trying to tell. I'm like, no, and then he did this, and then, and of course, you know, I'm fucking it all up, and I was just like, now I've ruined it, and I've told him to go home, and I think I sent him the clip that night to watch, <laughs> and I've just ruined it, you know, all the 
the uh, I uh, that's a good way to get back at comics you don't like is like Ruin just their is just take go to someone really fun, famous and just make them sound like they're the greatest comic ever but fuck their bits up left and right and make them sound hacky I told I was doing we were at Cirque du Soleil I think it was Cirque du Soleil I think it was and uh, I, there were all these Russian uh, power lifters who do uh, the gymnastics uh-huh. they like lift up people and throw people and uh, we go in and I think one of my cameramen were like bro you should tell them you're the machine so I sat on the machine and rushed into them and then they but it's the reason that's funny to Russians is it doesn't make any sense. So I was like, I was like, Yamashino. And they started looking at me like, what did you just say? And then they started laughing. And I was like, yeah. So then I tried to explain to them the story in Russian and they were so fucking lost. They were like, and it just did nothing. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> I, I knew a little bit of Russian. I only know how to say Varutsi butts. Which I think means fuck you in the face. <laughs> I don't know. All I know how to say is I fuck cats. Is that what I just said? No. Got a bottle of guys. I fuck cats. Yeah. Or I work with cats. But means I work pussy. That's <laughs> what I was always trying to say. That's Laguna where... Beach. Didn't they have like a TV show about Laguna? Yep. That's where I got married. I really? Yeah. I got married at like the end of Laguna Beach where Dana Point is. That's oh, really nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was Did a great your sister wedding. come out? My whole family was at the wedding. That was it. We just had both our families. And then my wife surprised me with two of my best friends. Really? Yeah, because she said, at the very, I said, I don't want any friends because then I won't know where to draw the line. Yeah. So let's not have friends. And I didn't want a big wedding. I I wanted to, like, you know, pay attention to my family and not be all over the place. I'm so ADD. Dude, it's the one thing that sucks about a wedding is you go, it's the one thing that sucks about doing the road too is you can't hang out with people you really want to hang out with. Yeah. Because you're kind of, Custom, like you got a politician, you got to shake yeah. hands and kiss babies. Yeah. So I was like, let's just—it was her idea. She said, let's just have our families, and we'll spend a week. Our wedding was a week long, oh, and it was just amazing. And then she invites three friends from Australia, and really? her, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just gonna have my three. She goes, you can have three friends. I don't want to have three friends because if I have three, I don't know which three I can pick, and the other one's be bad. Like you can't do this to me. So I was really mad. Wait, how did your did your wife used to live in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I met her. Really? Yeah, she's American, but she was living there. What was she doing there? I uh, just went there for college for a year and decided she liked it and wanted to live there for the rest of her life. Shut up! I swear. So, uh, oh, here's. Irvine. Is this Irvine? So, she saw so so I have a bachelor party and I invite all my best friends to my bachelor party. And a lot of them came, but two of my, like, closest friends in the world didn't come and didn't give me much of an answer of why they weren't coming. Yeah. And I was really upset with them to the point of, like, I was just not returning calls or messages. I thought you were going to say where I cried. Yeah. I was really upset with them to the point, like, I cried. Could have. And then I did, I cried the other day, I'll tell you what I cried about. Uh, um, uh, They... They were, had already planned. They were coming for the wedding. She had already worked oh, it out. Okay. With them. And they showed up at my rehearsal dinner, and I was just blown away. It was like the most awesome thing my wife's ever done. And uh, but I cried the other day. Uh, Artie Fuqua and I had like an hour long conversation. You talked to Artie Fuqua? Yeah, we talked for like an hour. Wait, how's he doing? He's good. And uh, you know, I've just been so upset about him. You know, I was really close to Artie. Still yeah. am. And, uh, not so he's doing good? Yeah, he's doing really well. Oh, shut the fuck up. 
I heard he. I that's great. <laughs> he was in bad shape. Really, in fact, he was telling me the other day that a couple doctors said that uh, they thought they lost him. You know, like he was close. And I told him, I go, Artie, even if there was a light at the end of the tunnel, you you, you wouldn't see the light. So wait, tell me what what's going on. You missed my joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just got it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> they told you there was a light at the end of the tunnel. You wouldn't see the light. <laughs> um, he. Uh, so originally he was in the crash he broke his leg Tracy broke they broke opposite legs they both broke their leg really yeah same break uh, Artie's gonna be set for life well that's that's another thing yeah um, I hit that make sure that's it's okay um, Artie is uh, yeah they got hit by Walmart yeah but uh, he was in a coma for a long time they induced a coma and then he was in it and they couldn't get him out of it he had swelling on his brain so they had to drill into his brain they had a camera in there broken leg he's got titanium up and down rods up and down his leg right now fuck um but you know it was like I was calling every day checking on him and it was like didn't know if he you know is he gonna be a vegetable is he gonna and that was sad because it was like there's gonna be no closure like it's one thing if your friend dies yeah. It's another thing if they don't die, but they're just in a coma for the rest of their life, or they're yeah. a vegetable. And it's like you've lost them, but you haven't lost them. So there's none of that closure, and there's none of that. And you know they're living a horrible existence. And so I was like, oh, is this what's fucking happening? And then people kind of peter out on them. Yeah. You know, like they just stop talking about them and stop. And I was like, oh, so when he, uh, I got a text from. A mutual friend and she's like you can call RD now because he had left me a voicemail so I called him and it was like I was just talking to RD he's all really? back to normal and I just yeah I got all like choked up with him you know like telling him you know like it's one of those things of like you know tell you know I love you buddy you know yeah. you're you're I'm so glad you're he's alive such a great guy yeah so uh it was a it was like the best day I'm like, I walked into my wife because she was picking out tiles for our kitchen and I had to like leave to go talk to him. I come back in. I'm like, this is like the best day of my life. Like oh, to know that him. your friend's gonna. I'm so glad. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and Tracy's gonna be okay too. I mean, I, I don't know awesome. Tracy that well. I only met him once. Yeah, I had like the same. I think you and I have almost the same story. I've never really heard your Tracy story. Yeah. Is it just a bit? Did you get a gun pulled on you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Because I thought, I was scared because I've told my Tracy story a couple times, and I'm like, what if it's the same story as Bert's? No, no. I, you know, Ryan Sickler has a really great Tracy Morgan story, too. The I, Everyone I've ever worked with has a really great, yeah. like, every, every, every white everyone, comic has a great Tracy Morgan story. Everyone has a Tracy story. Morgan story, and everyone has an Andy Dick story. Yeah, I got a good Andy Dick story, yeah, I got too. A, I got a million Andy Dick stories. But what, what's crazy is that, like, uh, you look at, like, like, I look at like all the stories that people have about me. I'm I'm sure I there's some good, I, but I but the problem is I don't really go out. Like I don't, so like I, all my stories are happen at the club. Like I don't really like go out to clubs and bars afterwards. But I hope that I have. I hope that I leave the. I hope that I'm like 47 and there's a bunch of really great Burt Kreischer stories that young comics are telling. Comics don't have. Oh yeah. I guess I have. I, I, well, like the other night, I tried to tell a story about how Stanhope came to my show in Hawaii, and, yeah, I, and heard I, about that. I had my balls out on stage, and he jumps up on stage and pulls his balls out, and I'm like, 
that was a pretty big moment for me in life. I'm like, yeah. you know, that's that's one of my heroes in comedy. Stanhope's, uh, Stanhope's I think every, everyone, everyone looks at Stanhope as in like, fuck, like, yeah, like, like he's he's, a, a, he's Howard Rourke. He's like, yeah, he's a legend in his own time. Yeah, and uh, so. You know, I was like, this is like an honor. Of all the things I've done, here I am standing on stage with my balls out with uh, Doug Stanhope. And I'm, it's one of my proudest achievements. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling Pete Lee. Do you know Pete Lee? Uh-uh. Pete Lee's a buddy of mine. I'm telling him the story. He proceeds to one-up me with a story so much better than mine about Stanhope. Well, they got invited to some party. The mayor was going to be there. So Stanhope took all his clothes off. So Pete's like, oh, I'm the opener. I might as well take my clothes off. So they walk through the party completely naked, taking yeah, photos. Yeah, Stanhope's got. There's there's always good Stanhope stories. Wait, what other what are other good people that have good like the you always Ron Jeremy's a good one. Yeah, and everybody's got a photo with Ron Jeremy. Uh, he's like, I say, more people have a photo with Ron Jeremy than than people have a photo with the Eiffel Tower. We'll see. I mean, the, the, in America, the, the goal in America. is the goal is to be like Bill Murray. Like Bill Murray leaves like trickles like uh, sprinkles legendary stories about himself around the planet on yeah. purpose yeah like going into a bachelor party I read that story or whatever yeah. Yeah. or like doing shots with everyone those guys wanted to uh, wanted a wanted an autograph and he said it will shoot something on your cameras yeah he's also kind of like a go- you know like a if if Andy Dick did that everybody like, yeah Andy if but Bill Murray doing it it's like that was fucking Bill Murray I did. I did. I did something one time. I think it's bad when you tell your own story, but no one's ever going to tell it about me. So I might as well fucking tell it. I feel like that with a lot of mine too. Like, I, like I, I never told stories about myself in college, and then you get to stand up and you're like, oh, so I have to be my own promoter. I have to tell all my own stories. Like, you know, like it's, I don't know. It's one of the things that kind of left me empty in the whole book process. Is that here I am writing all my crazy stories. Like, look how cool I am. But, uh, but. I was at I was in uh, Omaha Mm -hmm. I can't remember who I was with I want to say I was with Voltron but maybe not no I don't know who I was with and but I needed to get a passport photo and I took a joke passport photo of me shirtless and then sent it sent that to my company it's like this is my passport photo but after I took the photo I took that and I took a regular one and then I said and then the girl said, for like $2, you can blow those up into 8 by 10s and I was like, oh, give me two 8 by 10s Then I bought frames for them. And I was like, oh, I'll just, maybe I'll take these to the club. But in the middle of doing that, this guy comes up and recognizes me. He's like, oh, shit, Bert, what are you doing in town? I was like, I'm doing stand-up. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, fuck, I wish I could go. I just had a baby. And I'm here getting medicine, uh, painkillers for my wife. Because she's in a lot of pain. And I was like, oh. He's like, that really stinks. Me and my wife are such big fans. And I was like, yeah. I go, well, that's too bad. And then I looked at him. I go, you want an autographed picture? <laughs> He's like, are you fucking serious? He's like, you carry your own pictures? I go, no, but I got these two eight by tens. <laughs> so he goes, could you make it out to my son? And I was like, sure. That's I forget his son's creepy. name. But what's even funnier is he goes, we haven't settled on the name yet, but if you write the name, that'll help my wife settle on it because she's a fan too. So whatever the name he wanted, I wrote it out to that. And then made it to his son. And he was like, dude, this is a great day. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, that story just goes to the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't feel like I make stories anymore. I used to, and I'm just so much more, like, I mean, I, 
Well, my wife and I, in the beginning, like, she stormed out of the house one night because Kenny Hunt was beer boarding me. And, you know, she she claimed to be like, oh, I don't care what you do. Yeah. The more I did shit, I, you know, she'd be like, uh. But I'd also do some crazy shit that I couldn't believe she lets me get away with. But I don't want to do it. A lot of times I'm just like, do I have to fucking uh, deal with this bullshit? Or, you know, like, I always used to go for the party. But I was also chasing tail a lot. Like, yeah. hey, let's go back to our place. I'd that be like, yeah, really all right. changes your life so, when you're not trying to get laid. Yeah. So now people are like, hey, we're going to go do this. And I'm like, nope, my hotel room. But they're like, but this is going to happen. I'm like, nope. Yeah. My buddy, you'd love him, the mayor of Fart Town. Uh, he, on Twitter, he's at the mayor of Fart Town. And he's out of Indianapolis. If you ever work like you work Morty's, yeah. Ask for Tim. Wait, didn't you introduce me to Miss Pat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- Tim McLaughlin. He's the one who found Miss Pat. Uh, really? Tim's the one that opened for me in, in uh, Kansas. I'm going to Indianapolis next week. We had a pretty good. You got to have the. No, mayor. I'm just doing a trip flip. Oh, you got to meet the mayor of Fart Town. Oh, I will. Yeah, Tim. Tim McLaughlin is the best, and he uh, he's the guy at my show in Kansas City. I had a heckler uh, in the audience. Not a heckler. Guy talking during the show yeah. to his girlfriend. And I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm like, you're having a full conversation. And I said, are you on your first date too? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ruin your date. You ruined my show. I'm ruining your date. So I was, And I got really mean. I was like, not mean, just funny. The crowd liked it. But it yeah. was kind of, I said, look, we're... I go, we're all going to have sex with your date tonight. Everyone here. And I go, consensually, of course. Yeah. I go, but, you know, it's just going to be the worst night of your life because you're just going to be at the back of the line. And uh, and I'm just telling him all this stuff. So after the show, we hang out for a little bit. We go out. There's a guy in the front seat of Tim's car. And he just is about to put his keys in. He goes, what the fuck? And he goes to me, there's a guy in the front, in my in my car. And so I'm like, oh, he's getting robbed. I'm like, fuck, yeah. what do we do? Turns out, it's that dude. And he's, Tim, I go, did you lock your car? He goes, no, nah, I never do. <laughs> the guy came out, thought it was his car, and got in. I made a YouTube video of it, because I started filming right away. I'm like, this yeah. is fucking funny. The guy gets in the front seat, so we're like trying to get the guy out. He refuses to believe that this isn't his car. That's how fucked up he is. Oh, my God. But, so, I was worried about him getting in his car and driving away. He was that drunk, he would have killed somebody, for sure. Yeah. So, like, my social conscience is going, you cannot let this guy drive. Even to the point where you've got to get him, like, we got to have to restrain him or something. Yeah. So, I go back in to get security from the comedy club. Because I don't want to call the cops on him. I don't want him getting a DUI. But, uh, I go to get security out of the comedy club. I see the girl he was with. I go, hey, your boyfriend. She's like, he's not my boyfriend. I'm like, you're on a date with him. She's like, yeah, but I just blew the bartender in the bathroom. I go, what? She goes, I'm such a whore. I'm married, too. Are you serious? <laughs> God damn it. Kansas City's crazy. I'm going to Kansas City, too. I'm going to Indianapolis and Kansas City. What are you planning? No, no, no plan. Like- We're just looking for travelers. <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but yeah, fuck it. Did. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, they're fucking crazy. I'm trying to remember Kansas City. Is that the one? That's an improv, right? Yeah, you. Well, I play. I play. The... I play Stanford and Sons. Oh, okay. Which you need to play just to be amused. I I'm a connoisseur of characters. Yeah. I try to cultivate them, grow them, keep them. Miss Pat fit in fucking perfectly into my. 
the owner of Stanford and Sons you need to meet. His name's Craig Glazier. He's a, he's a living legend in his own mind. Really? You have to meet Craig Glazier. Probably the most racist person you'll ever meet. <laughs> and you won't get upset with him because it's so ignorant. Oh. You know, he'll be like, well, you know, 98% of the black population is predisposed to end up in prison. <laughs> and he'll go, where did you get that statistic? And he'll be like, I made it up. <laughs> and he's just... Is Kansas City where... where um, I always get Kansas City. Is that where Tommy Jonigan lived? I don't know. Like I Nikki, think, no, Nikki I think, Glazer I think and... Tommy St. Louis. Oh, that's it, St. Louis. They all lived in St. Louis. He's a funny comic. Yeah, he's really funny. I wonder what he's doing. He has a kid. Does he? Yeah, he has a kid. He, I worked with him in Austin, Texas once. He opened for you. He was all business. <laughs> yeah, he's not... He, well, he loosened up a ton. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, we did... I worked with him in in Davenport, Iowa. I want to... I think it was Davenport, Iowa. Or Bettendorf. Bettendorf, Bettendorf Iowa. I worked there once. Yeah, uh, Jack... What was that guy's name? Oh, I forget the name of that club. They had, like, three of them. Penguins. Penguins. I can yeah. T- I can tell you a great story about Penguins. Wait, tell me. <sighs> They're still in the business, though, aren't they? No, I don't think so. I think they have one club now. I think they have Cedar Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Uh, I love Cedar Rapids. I don't, know if, no I should, way I don't know if I should tell this on the air. Uh, God. It's one of those ones where I want to tell it so bad, but this could come back to me. Well, you're not going to work Penguins again. That's true. Uh, fuck, if I do, I'm going to be so mad if I made you go. They're, oh, they're, they're never going to hear this. There's <laughs> no way. They're never going to hear you're this. such a dick. I was working there with the tell. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. And uh, Attell and I went out after the show one night to party. And uh, this is back when Attell was partying. And uh, we went out with, I think it's the booker's daughter and her friend. And... Uh, Not the guy that owns it, but the booker. Yeah. And I hooked, Oh, yep, yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And I, I think I hooked up with the booker's daughter. She was really hot. And... I, Jim Florentine went through like six months later and I forget who had told him that I hooked up with her, but he said to me, Jim's the best at practical jokes. Yeah. He goes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just played, uh, 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 whatever it's called penguins. And I was like, yeah. And, uh, he goes, uh, maybe he did this with the funny bone because I hooked up with a waitress there. I forget which one it was, but he goes, the story could be about the funny bone in Pittsburgh. He goes, uh, he's talking about the girl and he goes, you mean the pregnant one? <laughs> and I go, like I didn't say I hooked up with her. He knew. He knew. From someone oh. else. And he goes, yeah, the pregnant one. And I go, she's not pregnant. He goes, yeah, yeah, she's, she's, and he knew he goes, six, six months, months pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, um. Uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> Six months pregnant, and I was just losing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think she's up with some comic. Freaking out, and uh, and he just was like, "Gotcha!" And I was like, "Oh my god, you gave he, me a fucking." He got me. Uh, we worked. Me, him, and Bobby Kelly worked for the Vikings one night. We did a one nighter. It was a lot of money. Vikings, we, like yeah, the football team. Yeah, the Vikings. We were doing their uh, their. Their uh, preseason boosters kickoff party. 
So we go, and we're all in, like, nice clothes. We go in the back, and, like, Coach Tice is back there at the time. And he, like, gives us a little pep talk. Then he's like, uh, you guys have a good time. And there's this guy in this big purple suit who's, like, their host. And I go, and Jim's like, I think, Bert, you should go first. I'll go second, and then Bobby will go last. I go, okay. So I go, all right, I'm going to, how much time do we have? And they're like, you have plenty of time. I was like, I'm going to take a shit. So I sit in the toilet. The second I start shitting, and it's halfway up my ass, Jim goes, they're calling you up, they're calling you up. I went, are you serious? He's like, they're calling your name right now. Just, you have no time. So I literally broke it off, barely wiped, threw my jeans on, and went running on stage. And Coach Tice is on stage giving a speech about dedication. And I'm like, I go back, and him and Bobby are losing their fucking mind. Then I go out on stage. When when they did bring us out, the guy in the big purple suit's like, you guys ready for a comedy show? And everyone's like, yeah. There's like 1,300 people there. Every table has one player at it. And every table has like ten people Best at wave the table. In the world. What's that? Best wave in the world. Is that San Clemente? Yeah, it's uh, trestles. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, um, there's like thirteen hundred people there. It's packed, huge ballroom. And they're like, "You guys ready for some comedy?" And everyone's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I can't hear you. You guys ready for some comedy?" And they're like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right." Before we start the comedy show, I want to dismiss all the players. They're going to be available for autographs in the hallway. Put your hands together for your comedian, Bert Kreischer. And as I got on stage, I didn't really understand what he s- s- said, but everyone was getting up to leave, and I thought I was getting a standing ovation. And I was like, oh, this is going to be hard to follow. And then everyone just walked out, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I literally did 15 minutes of, of just as people exited, and Bobby and, J- Bobby and Jim were behind the stage laughing hysterically. At me just sucking a dick on stage. That's funny. I did the same thing, Darty, for Qual once. I made a whole audience leave, but I had them do it one by one as he told oh. his jokes. <laughs> and Artie lost it on the. I'm ground. glad to know Artie's doing good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm glad all those guys are doing good. It's not. It's not you and know, his career was just taking off. Well, yeah, he's working with Tracy like every fucking uh, week. He was, he was going to open for Chris at the BET Awards. Are you serious? Yeah, like everything was happening. He was in talks with, I think, Kurt uh, uh, for a show on uh, uh, Comedy Central. Like everything really? was starting to happen for Artie. And it was just, it was like the worst timing ever. I had my nephew, Seven, driving by these where the San Onofre uh, nuclear power plant right now. And, uh, my nephew was just going boobs. Yeah, everywhere I go, something reminds me of her. The <laughs> naked gun. Oh yeah. Is this what they drove by? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's got to be right. It's the two tits. Yeah. Everywhere I go, something reminds me of her. That fucking movie. Then you know. That's a great movie. Those movies were so great, but they're not like like scary movie. Scary movie made me fucking laugh so hard. Are you serious? The first time I saw a scary movie. I was in a movie theater, West 3rd Street, New York, with a friend of mine. And there was a black guy in front of us, a fat black guy, who was laughing, who was commenting, that was making the movie twice as funny. And at one point, he put his head back to laugh so hard, and my friend went forward, and they knocked heads. (laughs) But when, remember in Scary Movie, when the gym teacher's balls fall out? No. I don't remember that. I don't even know if I saw it. In Scary Movie, there's like this like bulldykeish, fat, 
lesbian uh, gym teacher. Yeah. She sits down and spreads her legs and just like these balls just fall out of her pants like 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 she's got this massive ball sack and it just hangs real low and uh i fell in the aisle i don't know why that little things like that like when when borat 69 dude when borat 69 i lost my shit i don't think anything's ever made me laugh that hard actually when a friend of mine lost his shit the same friend that hit his head one time tried to fart in front of these little kids that he was babysitting yeah he ran down the steps. He's wearing board shorts. Jumped at the bottom of the steps. I was picking him up to go swimming. <laughs> Lands and tries to clench at the same time and fart. And, uh, you know, like land on the floor and just like squeeze out a fart. And a turd popped out of his ass. Came out his shorts and rolled across the floor. Do you remember, do you remember in like, I want to say it was like Flavor of Love. The girl that shitter took a shit during like the rose ceremony no one of the chicks like shit like they were they were all standing around and she farted I guess and it shit came out of her ass and she bent over and picked it up with her hand and walked away with it that's awesome and I was like that is I can't believe that's really on TV yeah there's there's moments like that on TV and we talk about like there's so much that gets ignored oh looking to see how far away we are uh, we are at Camp Pendleton right now. Yeah, Red Band. What's he just texted me 27 minutes ago. You guys making it down okay? Um, we are at a military base right now. How far away are we? Uh, it's a half hour. We're on a military base that goes for a half hour. <laughs> it's like you're driving forever and you're still on the military base. Let me... Let me grab what are you doing? I just want to see if... What are you looking for? Is that your phone? Yeah. This is the longest I've ever gone without looking at my phone. I love that on the podcast you're looking at your phone while you drive. Oh, look at all those texts. John F. uh, Wife. What? I just... I see why, guys. Marriage, this whole thing, I now get it. I totally get it. I didn't used to get it. But, like, I look at all these and I'm like... Uh... I know how... Oh, fuck. Oh, we're fucked. Oh, fuck. This is where it's going to get tricky. The show's in an hour and a half. Oh, we're fine. Let's see. What's the name of the comedy club? American Comedy Club. I feel weird about smoking pot on Doug's show. And then, like... That was so funny. About it being, like, legal. What do you mean? You know, like, it's completely illegal or whatever it is. And I was like, this is creepy, you know, doing... It says, with traffic, we're an hour away. Really? Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, shit, I forgot to... What? I gotta ask Daryl Wright if he'll, uh... If he wants to open for me. Do you want to feature tomorrow at the Irvine Improv? Question mark. Oh, you fucking put it in the... Do you hate that? I hate that when that happens. Yeah. It's like, such a good one. Yeah, you know what the reason is? Is that we are all the way on the other side. Like, it's... Do you want to feature at the Irvine Improv for me tomorrow night? Question mark. This would be the weirdest podcast for anyone. 
This is what a podcast is. Yeah, it really is. Um, I can't believe how people will like this. They'll be like, it's weird what people like. They'll be like, that was really cool when you guys drove. Well, it really is like eavesdropping. Yeah. I can't believe how much we let people into our life. I can't, I can't believe how much I let people into yeah, my life. I can't believe how much I've exposed of my life. I have no fucking boundaries. Yep. I tried to. I started out with them. And then it was like the audience beat it out of me. I get, I would get comments like, I can't believe you won't say that. I can't believe you wouldn't tell that. I just put, you know, we've got, you know, you got to put the rewards on Kickstarter. Yeah. And there was an episode where they did talking shit about Eddie Eft. Where it was supposed to be a roast to me, but it got ugly. Like, it got mean. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I never released the episode. And so yeah. I put on Kickstarter for $1,500. I'll give it to you. And, oh, that's uh, great. Because everybody's like, where is it? And I was like, you want it? 1500 bucks. And there's only three of them. Oh, that's great. And I know somebody will copy it and then post it. Who was on it? Uh, Jim. <laughs> Jim just got brutal. Mean. Just mean. Yeah, you figure it's the biggest convention San Diego will have all year. This Traffic co- may be bad. Look, going I'm here. not a big fan of this shit. To me, it's just—it's a bunch of nerds, I, I mean, and I can smell the virginity from here. It's—I don't—I don't. I'm not like I like movies like The Avengers or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's good, and yeah. I, I'm—I was never a comic book fan. Uh, I'm going here because there's a good show going yeah. on, but it's not my thing, and I don't get it. And I also don't get how it's—I mean, it's—I don't know. I probably because I'm so kind of anti it, I shouldn't be partaking. It'll be fun tonight because yeah, it'll well, be a it's big show. Friends. It'll be a big show. I don't know anyone on it actually. Who's on it? Uh, I'll tell you in two seconds. Let's see. Forty-nine miles away. I'm sure Redband posted a Brian Redband. What a weird fucking name to call your friend. Redband. Yeah. Is that, it his, is. is that his real name? Yeah. No, 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 no. Brian Reichel. Oh. But Reichel sounded a little too uh, anti-Semitic. Yeah. So Jesus. <laughs> it is Jeremiah Watkins. I think I know him. Yeah, I know him. Yoshi is on it. Yoshi's you know, there. Yeah, do you know what Yoshi? But I thought he was in a lab. No, did you hear about that? What about? I should really let Yoshi tell the story because, well, and I doubt he'll. He's tell on it. my podcast like every week. What's what's the? He's been t- he's been doing yeah the lab, lab thing. Rat. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I've talked to him while he's in the lab. He and he tells people he's got a disease that he doesn't have and lets them try medication. On him. <laughs> he gets like he gets like five grand a pop. My favorite Yoshi story. He's getting. He's getting like I'm like, hey, that's like a week of headlining. You're you're making like yeah. headlining money. It's Yoshi. <laughs> Granted, you're getting <laughs> Mike Faberman. Yeah, I know Mike Faberman. Mike Black, Red Band, Billy du- Billy Bon Bonnell. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, I think I think I just tried to get that guy to open for me tomorrow night. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. I love Tiffany. Surprise guest. Is that you? I don't know. Uh, Steve Agee and Burt Kreischer. Um, I'm trying to see if I know 
Mike Faberman. Do I know him? I think he punched a guy in the face recently. Really? Like, somehow he punched... Something happened. Like, a guy took his hat or something, or something happened, and he just punched the guy in the face. I wish I could be that untethered where I could hit people. Oh, I, I, all I think about now is money, lawsuits, everything. It's oh. like... it's I've, I, When you say untethered, I have now tethered myself to that I have to care so much about everything. Where I used to be so free. Dude... I got naked and tried to face fuck Mike Liam Black on TV, and I had two on kids what? on Comedy Central. On what? Uh, Rally bites back. Okay. And I thought, like, I was really taking chances. I was really being funny. And then I got home and I got in bed and I went, "Oh, I really fucked up," because I my kids go to a preschool where everyone's in the business and they're gonna see this. And they're going to go, what a fucking fool Your dad is. Isla's dad is. Yeah. Like, and so I was like, motherfucker. Luckily, it turned out really hilarious. And no one saw it because the show got canceled like shortly thereafter. That was a funny idea for a show. It was a funny... I'll tell you what, it was a lot of really... They, they could have done something probably a little better with it. They could have just made it... I mean, it really was a competition show. But in a reality competition show, they changed every week. Because, I mean, we got competitive as fuck. Because it was like... I think I've talked about this before, but... It was like... I, I want to say... I, my my memory is horrible. I want to say it was like eight grand an episode. Which was a lot. That's a lot for Comedy Central. Yeah. And, and it was favored nations. And so everyone got eight grand. But if you got kicked off, you never no longer got the eight grand. Oh. So everyone wanted to stay on the longest. And Amy Schumer and Theo Vaughn lasted the longest. Theo's got all that expertise in those kind of shows. And Amy, and Amy too, she had one last comic standing. They just knew how to play the game. Oh, did she win last comic? Yeah. No, she didn't. Yeah. No, she didn't. She didn't? Uh-uh. Liza sure? Schlesinger is the only girl that's ever won it. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Theo's gotten really fucking funny. Really? Oh, my God. Mind-blowing. I don't, you know, I always say you got to see somebody twice. Yeah. Because you might catch a good show and you might catch a horrible show. You got to see him twice. I just saw him probably a couple months ago at the townhouse down in Venice. And he just, I had to follow him and I was like, that's the funniest shit I've seen in so long. Just his character is, is, it, it, it was just awesome. He's a funny dude. Yeah. He's even funnier off yeah. camera. Yeah. Like off stage, like I, like he makes me laugh off stage. He's got one of my favorite stories about when he was like fifteen. He was his parents were really old, and so they were like done raising kids. He was like fifteen, and they'd go to bed at like seven o'clock, and he had the house to himself. So he took his dad's car to go to a party, but before he left, he made himself like a big like vodka lemonade, like a, in a big gulp. Yeah. And he. <laughs> I'm gonna say that he grew up in Lawrenceville. I don't know where he's. I don't know where he's from, but I need to know the name. So he goes to the party and he gets drunk and he gets lost, and he's by himself. He's 15 and he's like, "Fuck!" He's like, "Ah, screw it. I'll just go home." So he's <laughs> he's heading back home, and this is so Theo because if you know Theo, you know that he's kind of a little bit of a mouth breather. Right? Is the cop? He gets pulled over by a cop, and. He's a little buzzed, but it's New Orleans back in the day when you, like, drinking and driving, you kind of get away with it in New Orleans. And uh, the cop says, where are you going? He said, I'm going to Lawrenceville. He goes, where are you coming from? So 
I'm coming from Lawrenceville. <laughs> he goes, wait, can you explain that to me? And he goes, I think I just did. And the guy goes, no, where are you heading to right now? And he goes, Lawrenceville. And he goes, and where are you coming from? And he goes, Lawrenceville. <laughs> and he just, I couldn't stop laughing at Theo because Theo was trying to explain it to me, but he was getting confused himself. Oh, I gotta, he did a web series. He tried to do a web series on how to make a sandwich. Like, on like the simplest, like, this web series, like, how to pour a glass of water. He's like, get, and it was like overthinking every step. And the pitching of it was hilarious, but the making of it, I don't even know if he made it right. Have you ever seen Henry Phillips cooking videos? No. no. Oh my god. Henry Phillips is fucking hilarious. Watch his cooking videos. Henry Phillips has told me the funniest stories ever. They're great. And here's the thing about Henry Phillips. When you're drinking, you want him around. I wish he was coming to this show tonight. I fucking love to be on the road with Henry Phillips. Okay. Everybody gets a little, uh, you know, not mischievous, mischievous, but but everyone gets a little... You know, you, people start telling you what to do when you're drunk. You're like, ah, shut up, blah, blah, blah. If you're about to get kicked out of a bar or shut off from drinking, yeah. Henry Phillips becomes the defender. Like, you know he's really passive? Yeah. When he's drinking, he becomes the defender of the drunks. Really? And he'll be like, you shut up and listen to me. We're going to drink, and we're going to stay here, and you're going to give us free drinks for what you just said. <laughs> he called me one weekend. I... I I think I was in Dayton, maybe. I was in maybe Cincinnati or Dayton. One of those Ohio clubs. He texts me, I want to say, or calls me and says, hey, you want to grab your feature and we'll go to lunch? And I was like, sure. So we met him up and we met to go have lunch. It was me and my feature and him and his feature. And I forget where we went, but it was like, it was so much fun. I want to say Bob Diggerstaff was there, but like Henry goes, uh, he was like, "What's your best? What's your best Mike Burton story?" <laughs> you know Mike Burton? Yeah. I, my favorite Mike Burton story is it, it is so fucking funny. He gets called to. Have you heard this? No. He gets called to feature for Michael uh, for Michael Bolton. He gets called in L.A. and they're like, "Hey, can you make it to Vegas?" In six hours. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, we have a show and our feature and our comic is not here. And we, he's, he's canceled and we need someone to fill in. Do you have a suit? And he was like, yeah. And they're like, can you make it here in six hours? He's like, done. Grabs his suit, shows up, gets there. His room's fucking enormous. He's getting paid like five times what he'd normally make on the road. He goes down. There's dinner waiting for him there. And, and... He uh, comes in and they're like, I, "We really appreciate this." And they're like, "Listen, here's the deal, Mr. Mr. Bolton's gonna take a little while, uh, so go up. You got to be clean. But if 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 we need you to do an extra ten, you can do an extra ten, right?" And they're like, "And he's like, of course." He looks out the curtain and it's all everyone's in evening wear. Like everyone is like that. These big tables. It's like perfect. It's silent out. And Burton thinks to himself, "I've made it." I've made it. This is what I plan on this career being like. And if I kill it here, then maybe I can open here for this guy all the time and make this money all the time. I'd do that. So he gets backstage and they give him his handheld mic and he stands behind the curtain and they're like, we're going to just announce you and raise curtains. And he's like, all right. So they're like, ladies and gentlemen, 
please put your hands together for Michael Burton. They think they say he said Michael Bolton, and they go fucking nuts. <laughs> and when the curtain comes up, they see him, and they're like, "Oh my god, he cut his hair!" <laughs> and they're gasping. And then he starts doing stand up, and everyone's like, "He's doing stand up, and doesn't play the saxophone anymore." <laughs> and Burton's like, "These old people are in the back, and they can't see." And they're like, "Oh, he's just doing stand up. This is whole- and he's not even doing good stand up. He had to do like twenty five minutes and just sucked a dick on stage." Henry Phillips says I can beat that I go are you fucking serious he goes best Mike Burton story ever I go bring it he says Mike Burton <laughs> Mike Burton moves out from living with Scott Henry and he gets a he gets a great apartment overlooking uh, like he's on the top floor and the building the apartment building next to him is one story below it so he has an unobstructed view to uh, to uh, Runyon Canyon. He's looking up at Runyon Canyon. And he walks in the first night he gets the apartment, and it's floor-to-ceiling windows, and he's looking up at Runyon Canyon, and it looks fucking gorgeous. He's got nothing in the apartment, but he's like, nice, this is what it's like. So he fucking calls his chick, and uh, it's all he's got is his phone in the fucking place, and that's it. And he sits on the floor, and he calls his chick... And he says, you know, you got to check out this place. This place is amazing. She's like, oh, I'm really happy for you. And he's like, I'm really happy too. He hangs up with her. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to beat off this. <laughs> so he's just sitting in the middle of his room. And he's looking up at Runyon Canyon. <laughs> and he's just jerking off in the middle of his living room. But no fucking nothing around. Just like a fucking phone <laughs> tethered to the wall. And he's just beating off. And all of a sudden... He comes and he hears, oh, <laughs> the apartment building next to him was having a rooftop party. <laughs> and they watched the whole thing. <laughs> he did a marine crawl into the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> what am I doing? How do I get out of here? <laughs> I was on the floor laughing. I could not stop fucking laughing. I was like, I was like, Henry, you got me beat. Oh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I fucking could not stop laughing at that fucking story. I had sex with a girl in high school once, right? At, right after high school. I, well, no, bet- it was either between my junior and senior year, senior. And I forget. It was like one of the first girls I ever had sex with, but I. uh met her at a party in North Carolina and took her we went skinny dipping and we got out of the hot tub and had sex on the deck and uh, you know I thought it was so late at night no one was around as soon as I finished there was a round of applause from everybody in the condo thing I guess we'd made so much noise they all came out but I was so like into it you know that I didn't know anyone was watching me and I did the whole fucking thing finished roll over onto my back and get <laughs> and I was just like oh my god but so drunk back then that I had a fucking I had a really bizarre moment one time when me you ever get caught jerking off I don't think no, I've, I've ever gotten caught. caught never been caught knock on wood hopefully one day um I had a really I was in I'm gonna fuck this up me Bobby Kelly Vincent Nastry and Matt Frost got a Winnebago and basically 
toured around the, the West Coast for like 14 days. Vincent and Matt flew out here with Bobby. I think Bobby was living out here. We got camping gear. We got a Winnebago. And for like, I'm going to say 14 days. I don't remember how long it was. But it was like a solid, it was like 10 days, I'll say. I'll just ballpark it. So we go around, we're at Lake Havasu, and we've, I think, we're at this hotel that's right on Lake Havasu, right by the bridge, the London, London, London Bridge. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting on this, on the, by the pool, on the deck, and we're drinking beers, and there's a lot of, like, hot chicks around, and I'm looking around, and up top, like, six stories up on a balcony is a smoking hot chick just sitting out there smoking a cigarette. She's in like a, like, she looks like she's got fake tits. It's a black, like a little light black dress that's kind of like hanging on her. And you can almost see up her skirt. And it looks like she's not wearing panties. She is smoking hot. She's probably, I'm going to say at least 37 at the time. I'm 27. No older than 27. She's got to be 10 years older than me. Maybe she's 40. And I'm looking at her and she's looking at me. And I'm like, it's fucking odd. And she looks at me, Eddie. She takes her finger to her lips and goes, shh. And I'm like, my head's peaked. She takes her dress and raises it up, shows me her whole body naked, and then lowers it and puts her finger back to her lips and goes, shh. And I'm like, oh. And like, I, it happened too fast for me to grab anybody. And I was like, wait, wait. And she saw me panicking around my friends, like going, <laughs> you missed it. She showed her fucking tits. And I, I'll never forget that moment. I was so fucking blown away. It was like the coolest thing in the world that happened. And it was like, it was almost like my buddy Obi one time was, uh, we used to go over to my buddy Alan Rieger's house and you could smoke weed. One second, one second. I'll have to run it by them tomorrow, period. I think it will work out though, period. Oh, does it translate when you say period? Yeah. Really? What is he, what was his question? Uh, he Can he said, sell merch? No, was, he, I just wanted to make sure. Um, my buddy Obi, we used to go to Alan Rieger's house. I think we'd, I think we'd either maybe just have coffee, but I think we'd smoke weed and have coffee in the morning. And Alan had this, like, lived in South Tampa. He had this beautiful little garden. His family did. They had this beautiful garden. It was, like, very, like, kind of, like, uh, kind of like, yeah, I don't even know. You don't see anything like it anymore. And uh, Obi one time was trying to get my attention, and there was a lizard and a and a fly and the fly was landing on the lizard's nose and then landing away from the lizard and the lizard was like it was like they were communicating and Obi was like watching it and he was like oh this is so cool and he's like Bert and as soon as he said that the lizard ate the fly <laughs> he was like never mind I go what and he goes nothing <laughs> he was like I wanted to share with you but the lizard ate the fucking fly Bobby Kelly and you, where did you guys go on that trip? Um, we went. Is this still recording? Yeah, of course. Oh, is it plugged in? No, no, I got a, I got batteries. Batteries. Oh. Um, we went to. I know we went to Lake Powell. Uh huh. I know we went to. Uh, we went to Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. We went to New Mexico. I think I'm almost sure we did. Um. We camped out a lot. Oh, we camped out the whole time. We didn't get hotels ever. We stayed in the Winnebago and we camped out. 
That, uh, I drove Bobby Kelly fucking nuts on that trip. Yeah, I can imagine. I drove he doesn't him. drink. And I drank the whole time, and I right. never drove. Right. I drank. Like, I'd wake up and just start drinking, and, and I never drove once. I made Bobby. I literally drove Bobby out of his fucking mind on that trip. See, I grew up going everywhere with guys just like me. And then in comedy, you got to go places with people that are so different than you. Yeah, I totally... Like, I remember saying to Patrice one time, I was like, I'm so glad we're friends. He's like, we're not friends. I was like, what? He's like, we just work together. Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought we were friends. He's like, no, 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 we're not friends. I was like, oh, okay. There were... There are so many times, like, when I'm in Australia, when I first started there, I would go on these things called, like, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow, where they take five comics. There's usually, like, one from Scotland, one from England, one from America, one from New Zealand, one, and they would send us around the country. Yeah. And we would go play massive theaters in all these different cities. And, uh, you know, they took care of you. They put you in nice hotels, but you took a van or a, a lot of airplanes, but vans then to the places and gas um but it was you never knew who you were going to be with really and so I went on one trip once with like the greatest crew ever and who was it, it was, do you remember him? oh Mickey D who's one of my best friends I know Mickey in the world D. yeah how do I know Mickey D um I think I worked with him somewhere maybe Edinburgh maybe hey, he's the best he's one of my best friends in the world Mickey D John Fothergill who is a, uh, he's a, a, a Geordie comic. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was on that tour. It was just so much fucking fun. We just partied everywhere and had a great time. Then another time, I went on one, uh, that was New Zealand. And then another time I went on New Zealand trip with a bunch of comics. I'm not going to say their names, but it was a miserable fucking experience. Like a nightmare. And I lost it. I was like, I got to go home. I was like, I, I can't take this anymore. It was just... I told you about my experience in South Africa. I made Andre Vincent lose his fucking mind. Really? Andre Vincent, I, by the end of the trip, he could not be around me. Yeah, I've done that to a lot of people. Like, I, like but here's my problem. Andre said it the best. And I think, I, I, know, I know we're friends. So we get along very well. But Andre was like, you cast a very big wake and he's like you're really loud and you're really like large and sometimes I don't feel like being around that and I was like and he's like but you're never not that like we played this game I loved South Africa we had a great trip our group we played this game uh, who could get the closest to killing Tom Clark without Tom Clark knowing and Tom Clark old Tom Clark no 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 am I saying the wrong name no Tom Clark he is he like? bald? No, What's he's he like? got blonde hair. He's a comedian. He's clean. He doesn't like curse and stuff. Really funny. I don't know. He's from like he's from the Midwest. He's definitely got a Midwest. He's real good looking. Like uh really nice guy. And I thought, you know, and like sometimes I forget. Like I think that I I think I'm being I think I'm being funny. I but Sometimes I hurt people's feelings. Like, there are people yeah, that are... Yeah, same thing, same like, thing. And I also don't realize, like, my South African story, I don't realize that I'm hurting people. That, like, there there are a lot of people that don't like our practical joking. No. They're very sensitive. And yeah. They, they don't think it's funny. Tom got his feelings really hurt. I make people... I like to make people uncomfortable, just as I like when they make me uncomfortable. Tom was doing this thing. This is still online somewhere. 
Tom was doing this thing where he was like, he was trying to get all these South African school kids to say TomClark.com. Like they were all at the point of what, like whatever hope or new hope or whatever the Cape of right. Cape of whatever Cape Horn or whatever it is. And he was like, they were all in their outfits, and he had his camera, and he was trying to get them to go TomClark.com. And they were like so ambivalent, like. They were like, TomClark.com, TomClark.com. And then I go, hey guys, everybody, Tom Clark is gay. And, th- and they're like, and then they started laughing, and Tom's like, no, 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 don't say that. And then they started chanting, Tom Clark is gay, Tom Clark is gay. Uh, and so, but uh, one of the things we did, we played this game, like, see how close you get to killing Tom. But Tom got really offended by it. And Andre was the best at it. Andre was making me laugh so hard, because he would be like, Tom, look over the ledge. Tell me how far down you think that is. <laughs> and Tom would lean over, and Andre would do this like fake pushing motion, and he'd be like, two points." <laughs> it was he was so funny, and, and then Tom got upset, and I was like, "I'm really sorry." I go, I, "He's like, yeah, but I felt like you guys were making fun of me." It was like, "No one's making fun of you, but we were definitely having fun, fun behind your back." See, there was a guy on our ship named Rich Aronovich. Do you know Rich? He, I know opened, Rich he opens Aronovich. for Brewer a lot. And what? He opens for Brewer a lot now. I know Rich Aronovich. Well, Rich. I had the best time with Rich and Jerry D in South Africa. Jerry D is uh, from I know Canada. Jerry D too. Yeah, we had the best fucking time ever, and I didn't realize that Rich didn't find it fun or funny. And then I did something else to him that upset him really bad. But he like went on Craig Shoemaker's podcast and would talk about how miserable it was and how he like tested me, and I I had to like call him and be like, hey. You know, I meant no harm by any of those practical jokes. I just wanted to have fun with you, and he just didn't get it. Like I would, yeah. You know what? Maybe I, maybe I'm defensive, and what I do is I do practical jokes so that no one can get them on me. Well, I, I don't know. Brendan Walsh the other night took, saw my phone, saw me put my code in my phone, and then twittered, "Hey, anybody, hey everybody, if you ever steal Eddie's phone, <laughs> here's his code." Oh, that's great. <laughs> you got the wrong code, but I was like, "Oh fuck," and. Uh, he, uh, but like, I was like, oh, this is what I do to people. I terrorize people. He's doing it to me, but I liked it. I was like, good yeah. for him. So, Rich Aronovich, I mean, it wasn't one. It was like every day I'd wake up and brainstorm, what can I do to this guy? And so, but it was because it started off the first night we all did this show, and uh, I mean, he was very green at the time and I was surprised he was on the tour Yeah, and he was so excited about it and I was like ugh I'm touring with you and uh, but I grew to like him on the flight over because he was running up and down the aisles of the plane like a Muppet so I was like this dude's funny so uh, the first night we did the show and they reviewed the show the newspaper did yeah and everyone got a stellar review except for Rich and it said he died 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 a nail screeching death like a heavy metal musician playing with a classical symphony and we yeah I know Rich Aronovich yeah and he's a great guy yeah and we took we took the newspaper the next day and I highlighted his section and Uh. and we put it like under his door and every time we would go to like lunch or dinner or breakfast whenever the waitress would come over because there's such hot girls in South Africa oh my god like, they'd be like what are you here for and we're like oh we're all doing the we're all doing the uh, we're going downtown I have, no 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 stay on this street 
I'll tell you real quick. Uh, so it's down 805? I think so. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, stay on this. Stay on 805 all the way in. Stay on 805 until you get to 163. Okay. So, so girls would be like, oh, so you're all comedians? We're like, yeah. And she's like, how's your show going? We'd be like, read this. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> and, you know, we all did it in good fun. We're like, it's not going to hurt your career. It's not going to hurt anything. I guess I guess I can see how it really upset him now. But then we did shit like, we told an audience not to laugh at him. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, that, I can see where that would we, get, we get, we, we get tiresome. But, like, everybody, even the promoter was fun. We sent him down to get a massage and told him it's a happy ending, but you got to drop your towel on the floor and go like this with your hand twice, and then you got to say this, and then the girl will do it, and if she doesn't, you got to say it. Yeah. And, he, and he did it, and he came up. We we just, it was like every, we, we would run up tabs on his bill. Like, any time you drank raid anything, you'd... sound like you guys tortured this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we knew we were going to pay the bill. We weren't that bad to Tom. He got a $3,000, I think, I forget what it was. He was there three weeks, I think he had a $3,000 minibar bill. Oh, I got <laughs> fucked up every single night in time. Well, not minibar, but his tap. I mean, we were ordering bottles of champagne on him. The the promoter ended up paying. Sam paid the yeah. whole bill. Were you, were you, did you stay at the same hotel I stayed at? Table Bay? The one where it had that little bar up above... Like, it was white, and you had, like, your own little personal hot tubs? No. Oh. No, I went to I went to Durban with them, too, and... But anyways, the, the, the one that got him the most mad was... He got his bill paid for in the end. Uh, we... It was just endless. We just non-stop. And, uh... He told me something later that was funny. One night I came up to him, there were, like, all these hot... South African models around us and we're dancing and it's like amazing and I didn't mean it in a mean way but he took it as mean yeah. I said to him I go cherish this moment I said this is as good as it's ever going to get for you and he thought I was saying yeah like you don't have a career but this moment what right? I was yeah. saying was I've been around longer than you this is the best thing that's ever happened to me like, like I can't imagine it being any better than yeah. Like this is you know, you, you just performed a show, all these like he was he was uh doing a test testing out girls' fake boobs. They were like, Try mine. Oh my try God. mine and I'm like, You're never gonna have it better than this. At the, at the, was that at the bar at the venue? Because um, we partied at that bar at the venue. I, a couple I times. Yeah, it was like in a nightclub in Camp Spay. But I remember like years later after he told me and we tried to talk this all out, he goes, And I remember you said this is the best blah 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 and he goes, The sad part is it was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but the war- on his birthday then back in New York one night, he was like, "I got to go to court tomorrow." He let the air out of a cop's tires, and he, he had to go to court for it. And he's like, "I got to be at court at nine a.m." And I was like, "It's your birthday." And he's like, "Yeah, but I got to get up early." I was like, "Just have one drink with me." So I went downstairs the Boston Comedy Club. You know that Irish bartender? Yeah, yeah. Was his name Connor? Patrick? Patrick. I go, Patrick. And I had already told him, I'm like, give me a fake shot and give him a real shot. Yeah. So I had a shot with him. And I had two. Then I had three. He did like 23 shots. Oh, my God. And the last shot we gave him was like a prairie fire or something. And it was a dick thing to do. But the thing is... <laughs> I love your story. It has no like climax. You're like, I, I guess I was a pretty bad person then. But here's the thing. Well, but the thing was, I kept thinking... 
this is his fault too because I wouldn't keep doing shots even if the guy I was doing with could continue to do yeah. them. I'd be like, no way, I'm fucking, I've had 11. I'm done. I'm going to die. He just kept going. And he bla- he missed his court case or something the next day and he blames that on me. So that's what he was really mad at me about. He's like, you fucking knew that I had court the next day. Uh, well, we weren't that bad to Tom Clark. We were pretty... We were pretty that was only killing him, pretending to kill him was the only game we really played with him, and it hurt his feelings. But I've, I, I don't know. Uh, I drove Andre nuts, Alistair Barry. Uh, I know Alistair. Um, I think I drove him nuts too. I think he likes me, but like, uh, I forget. Oh, I got into an argument with his chick about something. Yeah, they're very political. Yeah, and I was like, it was like something, like about racism in America. Or something, but I liked Alistair a lot. I played He's tennis with guy. Alistair. Alistair's a good guy. I, li- I, get, I li- really liked Alistair. I should fucking tweet him. And you were with Steve Hughes, who's a great guy. Steve Hughes is one of my favorite human beings ever. I party with him every single fucking night. Yeah, he's a every great single fucking night we party. You know, he's Jim Jeffries' old roommate. Before, yeah, yeah, he's the one that they got robbed together, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. it, Steve Hughes, I put him up there almost with like Stanhope in comedy. He's like. I smoked a lot of pot in uh, high school. A lot. I'm not saying I smoked... Well, I forget the fucking joke now. I smoked so much pot. In my room, there was a picture of Bob Marley. And on his t-shirt was a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking tweet Alistair Berry. I haven't talked to Alistair Berry in a... What say, if I, say that you're with me. Well, that's of course we're I talking am. about him. Matt... Oh wait, we got to get off on 163 South. I'll bet you, Steve Hughes doesn't even have a Twitter. Oh no, he doesn't. <laughs> he couldn't. Um, he. I mean, I feel very comfortable talking about him on this because I know that there's no way he's ever going to listen to this. Yeah. Because he couldn't even. He didn't know how to send an email. Yeah, good for him. He was like, I, I don't. He was like, I need to send a letter to my girl. Will you type it for me and send it? And so I was sending them from my email account to her. Is there a thing that's an email? Did you have to go... I mean, I went so far back, I had to go down to that internet cafe every day in the hotel. Oh, I got email. I got... Well, by the time I was there, I mean, I'm sure I went after you. Yeah, I probably went in 2002 or three. Isla was just born when I went. How do that you was, do that? How do you leave the kids? Uh, uh... Is it hard? No. Easy? No. I can't have Alistair on here. I wonder how you spell Alistair. B A L L I S. You think so? T A I R. Alistair B A R R G L A L P L S R R T. Alistair Bear. C. I guess. Wonder if he's still doing comedy. Yes, he is. Alistair Barbie. Can't get out of this business. Who do you know that's gotten out of comedy? No one. I, I don't know anyone who's... I don't know anyone who's quit. I know one guy. My wife knew a guy that quit. And he'd hang out with us. And he knew all the guys that... It's so sad when they quit. If they do. The very few that do. You just look at them like... You feel, they're not a failure. They just moved on to something that was better for them in life. Yeah. I wish I could. Um, I know a guy that quit. Um, Rick... Uh, he was good friends with me and Gary Goldman, and he was really fucking funny. I know a lot of guys that got TV jobs that don't do stand-up, but they're... David they've, got, they've got better jobs. They've got more money coming in. 
Yeah, I didn't realize David Jay's like a massive TV writer. Oh yeah, he created that. Uh, he's cre- yeah, he's a. He, you know, it's so funny. He, I did his pilot in like, I guess like two thousand one. The one with his dad blind and everything. Yeah. And we did the pilot together, and he was really smart. I wish I'd been this smart, but he looked at it like this is a this is a job opportunity. This is an opportunity for stability and a place in Hollywood. Like it's not our place in Hollywood is not very. The footing is slippery. Oh God! And it's really uncomfortable. Oh God! And I think David J didn't like that, and I think he wanted I don't to blame him. I think he wanted to be. He is kind of someone who always. Had a game plan. Yeah. And he well, he's always, a smart guy. He went to Brown. Yeah, he went to Brown and he was like... He was a really interesting guy. I, I remember his roommate was Indian. That's all I really remember. I remember I shared an accountant with him. Really? Or, or no, an agent. An agent. And the agent said that he filed all his taxes. You know, when you get your call, your uh, state taxes of your your different states yeah. when you do college, he filed in every single one of those states. Like, he's like, he was so by the book every... And I'm like, he, was, he was making, I remember oh, he was yeah, making was six college. figures doing colleges when we were all just doing open mics. Smart guy. Really smart guy, really great writer. Does like he, he have a show that like, is he on a show now or does he, does he executive? He just had a show, Growing Up with Fisher or something. It's so funny, I don't watch a lot of TV, so like. I he had a show on NBC about his dad being blind. Oh, really? Yeah. What shows has he written for though? Everything. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's just gone around from show to show to show. And I mean, I don't know. I'm sure I can Google him. So funny, like, how good you've gotten at stand-up comedy over the years. Those guys have gotten that good at, uh, at business. writing. Yeah, the business and writing. Because I... It's funny, I had a uh, show... I have a... Working on a show for something in Australia... And I asked a friend of mine who's a writer on Family Guy to come help out and be the writer on the show. And he just took my script and just completely beat it up, fixed it, fixed it. And I was like, wow, like, I didn't know you had that skill. Like, that was amazing what you did. And I never would have ex- not expected that. I, like, he's always a funny guy. Turn right on to B Street. Just fucking smart, though. I wish I could. I, I wish. I tell you what. I wish I had done. I didn't take this opportunity, and I and I regret it. Um, I wish that I had sat in the writers' room with DJ, uh, with David J, when he was doing his pilot. Like he was like, "You're more than welcome to come to the writers' room and hang out and learn." And I was like, "I remember thinking, uh, I'll do that on the next one." <laughs> yeah, I I always thought I'll do stand up, and I'll get a show. Or if it doesn't, at a certain point, I'll become a writer. Yeah, and it doesn't happen like that. I don't think. I don't think anyone, unless it's one of your friends. And then, but it's weird because when you get a show, you go. You can't hire one of your friends that's just a stand-up unless you have a whole staff and it's going well, and then you get them like down yeah. low. You have to go hire a good writer. Yeah. So you hire the guys that have been around the writing, and it's. I'm taking meetings right now with writers, and it's and uh, and they're all like it's interesting. None of them are stand-ups. Yeah. Fitzsimmons told me he was funny. He goes, "You guys are the worst. You guys stand up's the worst. Because you're not used to getting up early. You uh, you don't you can't handle a room where someone else is getting a laugh. You know, it's like it's like stand up comics are the worst. I would writing. like to um, 
my next goal is to help make hosted TV go, shows for stand-ups on B Street. It's in 1.5 miles. Okay. Um, to help stand-up comics do shows uh, on cable. Like, not like these reality-hosted, driven shows. Like, what your, what is, what's your interest? And then help create a show for you that sells over at, like, you know, any of the networks that, like, that... Smaller just, networks. Yeah, because I, I know how, I really know how to well, navigate me. that. Help me. What's your passion? <laughs> um, uh, weirdly, probably surfing. Um, but that'd be hard to get a show. Not really. Um... No, I mean, I, I like you got to think like what would be the show that you want to do. No, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, for example, the Bingle Buzz. My idea is to make it a, a podcast. That's one thing, but I'm also going to do segments. It's basically my idea of a variety show. I'm the host of the variety show. I'm just doing it in a different venue than yeah. Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and all those guys do it in. I think that's smart. And I'm going to film everything, and I want to package it as a show, and I would like it. To get picked up by a television network, I would I would love it if somebody would go, hey, we should put this on TBS. Here's what I think: it's in point two miles. You see, Beast Street. I know where I am. Oh, you do? Yep. Have you been here before? No, I've been to the other club down here, the uh, so it's uh, Madhouse Comedy Club. But I know it's right near it. If you turn right on B, and then left on Nineteenth. I've had Thanks. diarrhea the whole way here, and have held I've it. been holding a held fart it. this entire time. Um, but like, I think here's what I this is, this is going to sound like. I'm gonna this is going to sound like Rogan advice right now. But I think the Bingo Bus should stay online because that way you have all the freedom, and you can do whatever the fuck you the want. The problem is you just don't have the money or the. I mean, as much as you can get, as much as you can get big online, like Rogan. I mean, what's up, this lady and a rescue dog? Getting Rogan big is like impossible. Yeah, but I think you can do it. I think there's the amount of money that can be made through advertising for like like advertising on uh, on on videos. I mean, you look at this kid. Like, I'm a little bit of obsessed with this kid online. I can't remember his name, but he's like does these great videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Supertramp. Oh, I don't know him. Oh, he just does these videos, and, and he does product placement. Like, you need to get products in there. You should have combos or fucking a beer or something that just is a placement. In well, I go left yeah. on, on six. I mean, that's the goal, because we worked on donations. On I don't want the fans giving any more money to the show. I mean, they're giving the Kickstarter to get it started. Yeah. But I want to provide a great show. God, I would love it to be an internet show where we've made enough money that we don't have to take orders from a studio or well it'd be cool if you could get like a sponsor that throws their product on like like nature box and and you eat you have snacks or something that maybe is a little u- more user friendly like it would be great to get a beer sponsor oh i'd love it fucking great we almost did we almost had one evil genius one to sponsor talking shit oh you want i thought we were going this way take a left yeah oh i don't know why i just stopped the green, green light, light. <laughs> this is weird this is where the other is this the gas lamp is. district yeah and the other comedy club's right here too really all right, it should be up here on our right. Oh, I realized I am the surprise guest. I think you are. Because uh, I asked them not to advertise because I'm here next month. At oh, really? Their comedy club. Oh, smart. Yeah. Surprise guest, huh? Oh, surprise guest, huh? Yeah, and the guys, the other comedy club, the guys Tell are Tell me really if you see nice. the U.S. Grant. That's where I'm staying tonight. 
What's your sister doing down here? She's Comic Con. She works for Fox. Oh, okay. So she's she runs Comic Con for Fox, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. She's got great passes, but I'm not. I'm coming back Saturday. What is there to see at Comic Con? Um, I, I don't know, man. I think you got to be really into comic books. Oh, my little nephew loves them. I've he likes uh, he's weird. He likes the Archies and stuff like that, though. He's not into like my kids are into Archies. They're into Monster High. They're really big. So like, I'm gonna go Saturday and look for Monster High. This must be us. This group out outside. Where? Over to the is right. There a group is there? Is there valet parking? this place right Judah Friedlander oh Judah's here shut up is it oh, this is uh, this looks death squatty say right here just say hey are you death squad idiot yeah that's I guess the, Judah's on the, the show no 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 He's. this is the line for our show alright is there a valet I don't know how funny is it ask them Go is this the comedy show yeah. How you doing, man? So happy to see you. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you, thank you. How you doing? <laughs> Where do we park? Right here, bro. Hey, over here. So, go down the street. Yeah. And you're going to go into a parking garage that's connected to a mall. Just go in there and park. Okay. Get your shit validated. It's free. All right, perfect. Get your shit validated. <laughs> hey, where do we park, Brian? Where do we park? Down in the parking garage? Uh, yeah. Okay. There's like a garage here. There's a garage behind this building over here. Should we just take a right? Hey, did you put my sister? You put my sister on the list? Yeah, I just did. Thank you. I have di- I have diarrhea. Um, I sat on the toilet and it was like, it was like I poured a glass of water out of my ass. It just, it was. Oh, I'm I gonna shit probably when I get into that. I want somebody to film the whole process, and I don't want to pay for filming. Is that Henry Phillips? No, no, where, where, where? where? Um, Doesn't like him. I want somebody to film it all. Like I don't want to. I've been producing so much shit myself. Like I could produce a TV show, dude. I just don't have the fucking time or energy. Fucking, let me tell you something. Say what you want, but Brian fucking packs the fucking place out. I know. Holy shit! All right, there's got to be parking around here somewhere. That's what guys are a little scary. <laughs> the, the, the audience, though, they're yeah. a little, little scary. I do it every once in a while. We got in a real fight with... I didn't. Chris Wilde fucked with, with Tony him. Hinchcliffe. Why? I don't know. He was just being a dick, and he thought it was funny, and I didn't find it funny, and I told him to stop. What was he doing? He was just saying Tony, calling Tony gay and just ripping on him. I'm like, just fucking stop. Here, public parking. Oh, it's probably packed. No, I bet it's not. Huh. I'm just gonna have to give my card to this guy in the socks. Oh, you can park in all these. This looks weird. Yeah, um, this car's never gonna stay here. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Park right there. I think that's it. Yeah, there's there's spots. There's little little things on it. All right, just let me look here. I just didn't like the guy without the the, the socks and the. I'll be okay here, won't I? Yeah, of course. Bring your surfboard into the club. That's I'm, I'm more worried about the, the surfboard than I am the car. This is my favorite board. 
no lawyer. All right, my sister's hotel is... Wow, it's really fucking close. Oh, do you want to go there now? Where? No, your no, sister's? no, 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 no. No, actually, I can't find it. Where Where are we? Oh, this is it. Oh, it starts getting all fucked up when you're... How weird am I? I might sleep in the car tonight and go surf. Like, at 6 a.m. Let's see where my sister's hotel is in comparison to where we are. Loading. Loading. Oh. Wait. Where's list? U.S. Grant. Directions. Oh, it's a block away. Oh, that's really helpful. That's a two-minute walk. Um, I'm going to go over to the club. i got to put shoes on, but I guess I'll put them on. I'll just bring all my shit to the club. So I'll probably take it to my sister's house. My sister's place. I guess that's the end of the podcast. Huh? Hour 47? Uh, is that all we were? An hour? Yeah. Oh, we did the, that was the whole ride. It was an hour and 47 away. That's impossible. No, we, hour 47? Yeah. Because yeah, we started around an hour. Did we? Yeah. All right. Everyone, go to Bengal Bus. Go to his Kickstarter. B-I-N-G-L-E, 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 and Bingo was the name, so, all right. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.